live brunch. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us for Live Brunch today. This is the opportunity that we have to continue the conversation this morning. Uh, Stephen's been preaching to us. He joins me today. My name is Matt Carvel. This is Stephen Dawson. I'm also joined by Christine Lydiard. And uh, we're here to, as I say, continue the conversation and include and involve you in it as well. So maybe you've heard what Stephen has said to us already today <coughs> and you've got some questions about that. We are, to be honest, we're quite light on the question front this morning, so it's not too light. I've got the little uh, YouTube link up here, so I'm looking for any questions that come through. So if you've got a, a thought, a question, a comment, something you don't quite understand, something you think Stephen said was just wrong and you just want to call him out on it, this is the place <laughs> to do it. So I send the question. I would like in. to think that I've preached so well. There's no questions. Well, you've left just, everyone uh, speechless. It's, it's speechless. Yes, quite. I'm sure that's not the case. So no. send, you, send, your question, send your questions in and hopefully we can get some time to get into them as well. But as we say every week when we do live brunches, it's not just a chance for you to ask questions of us, but we have questions for you as well and us as a church community as we go into our small groups this week. Maybe you're meeting up with people this week uh, through half term or bank holiday Monday or whatever. Some questions that help sort of connect what you've heard from Stephen as he's preach from our reboot series today uh, into your day-to-day -day life. What does this mean for you? So I've got three questions and maybe we'll, we'll think about one uh, right now as well. Firstly, priesthood isn't a concept that we come across every day. So what does it mean to you? What do you understand by that? Secondly, if Jesus is the king of righteousness who brings us peace, what does that mean in your life Personally, It's easy to sort of say that, grand title, but what does it mean for you personally, if anything? And then thirdly, Stephen encouraged us to respond. So what does it look like for you to respond in gratitude to Jesus this week? So that's some questions for you to discuss and think over for yourself and for your groups that you're in and friendships that you have this week. Why don't we start with that second <coughs> question? I'll come to you first, Christine, if that's all right. If Jesus is the King of Righteousness who brings us peace, what does that mean in your life personally? Um, well, I think, I think just think about peace first of all and just to say that this isn't just the peace that's the absence of hostility mm -hmm. in my life, but what it means is that there is a peace in my life that is different to any kind of notion of peace that we have. Jesus said that his peace yeah. is not peace we understand. Mm. So that means in practical terms, like just recently we've had a concern, a health concern about a family member, a wider family member, and um, there's some anxiety around that. But I can go to God and ask him for peace so that, yes, I'm concerned about it, but I don't have to worry about it every day mm -hmm. because I know I have peace with him, I have peace with others, and um, his peace rules and reigns my heart, so it keeps those anxious feelings yeah. in check for me, because not because it's a suppression of that, but because mm. I'm actually holding on to him in that. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you say it's not like we... 100% of the time just feel it. We're just completely peaceful no, all the time. No. There's still anxieties, there's still think concerns for us, but actually they're in the context of yeah. knowing his Yeah, his holding peace. on to who he is. 
in those times. That's brilliant. Anything to add on that for you? No, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. I'll just echo those things. Brilliant. One of the things we like to do on Live Brunch each week is all to ask a topical question. Just kind of throw something in there from the week, things that uh, have been hitting the news headlines, perhaps. <laughs> so we're going for it. Is it, we're going is it that you came 71st in the <laughs> Fantasy Football League, Matt? Unfortunately, that didn't make it onto the BBC News headlines. Did unfortunately. Not. But it did make it onto the BBC podcast. It did. How embarrassing are you feeling right now? Matt, out of 8 million people, Secretly came 71st in the whole world. There you go. We, we could spend the rest of the time talking about that. That, but I think I've discussed it enough on the podcast. Okay, so fair enough. We'll, 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 we'll stick to we'll, the, we'll, we'll put the, the link big like. news of the week, <laughs> which was this week, Dominic Cummings grabbed headlines by laying out kind of in no uncertain terms his feelings, opinions, thoughts on certain <clears throat> government ministers. When we see something like that, how do we respond as Christians? Is there anything good in what he's exemplifying there? Where, what's bad about mm, that? Mm. How should we respond as Christians to that? Great. <laughs> oh, good, good question. Um, I think it's pretty easy to know how not to respond. Okay. I think there's a temptation to jump in as the world would jump in and think, oh, here's some juicy gossip. Mm -hmm. how, how deep does that rabbit trail go and that kind of thing, which I think we, you know, the Bible is very clear in terms of resisting that. We want to be those that, I guess, honour leadership. We want to think the best of others. We want to talk well and uh, be those who are, you know, creators of peace, that kind of thing. But we are also want to be those who hold others to account. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the, you know, democracy is not the perfect system, but it is a good system in terms of that, in terms of encouraging transparency. And I think whenever that's happening, you do want to encourage that. You want to see that. And, um, you know, we want that in the church. You want that in, in the world as well. And so there's things there. But I think it's just having some wisdom mm -hmm. about it, um, having some sense of, I think, let your gentleness, let your reasonableness be mm -hmm. evident at all. Uh, we see that in Philippians. I think in those things, I want a reasonable approach to yeah. this, not going off the, the deep end, potentially. But, yeah, I think looking at those things from that perspective mm. as a starter for you. Great, great. You wanna... uh, I, I just think we also, always have to be aware that people have different motives and agendas. Okay. So, yes, it's good to speak the truth. It's good to uh, bring constructive criticism, but we also have to stand back a bit and think, why is this person doing this in this okay. public way? Yeah. Okay. So I think that that helps us approach that a bit with a bit of wisdom, yeah. because I'm not talking about this instance, but typically people do things to get something for themselves. So yeah. maybe people on their side or whatever. So we just have to be careful mm -hmm. about what we listen to mm -hmm. and how we take it on board. Yeah, there you That's go. Good. No, thanks. That's brilliant. Let's get. Let's jump back into um, some of some of the concepts and themes that, that came out of what you you said this morning, Stephen. Um, you talked about Jesus being sort of a great high priest. The whole message was on uh, the priesthood. That's not really language that we use in this church to talk about leaders and stuff. But maybe other people familiar with other churches or grown up in a church that would have a priest that that leader was called a priest. Why did it do that? Like, is that wrong? Is that something that's not right? You <laughs> talked about Jesus being our priest. So, well, yeah, help well, people with I'm that. I'm hoping that as a result of today's sermon, we can bring it in. I think Bishop, oh, really? Bishop Dawson <laughs> or something along those lines it would be great if we can move more towards that. I want, to, I want a title. Should we get you some robes if as we well? Could, yeah, change your outfit. <laughs> um, no, in fact, it's something uh, as a church, I think as we read what the, the, the Word of God says about how leaders... Um, our gifts to the church and their position, and particularly as servant leaders, that kind of stuff. It's not really about elevating 
uh, a leadership to, to another level. I think often when we look at other churches have done it, there seems to be an elevation that's happened over the course mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. church history in certain traditions that we don't necessarily see uh, right at the beginning of the Bible. Now, there is a set of partners in terms of uh, eldership and pastors from those words that are used, but there really is a priest of all believers. That's the particular gift that they're yeah. bringing to bear for the church. <clears throat> um, so... People do occasionally. There's one, there's one lady in our church who, when she sees me, she's like, Pastor Stephen! She says that, which is, which is very nice. But largely, I've, we've kind of discouraged that. You know, yeah. actually, there's nothing particularly about my title. I'm just a, a brother in the church like you are. And the way I'm serving is in this particular capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a slight re- re- rejection of that in one sense. Um, so I'm not going too hard in terms of scathing rebuke on other churches yeah, that yeah. do do that. But, you know, we wouldn't put reverend in front of our names and those kinds of yeah, things. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So if there was someone in our church thinking, actually, well, I need to come to the leader, whoever's in charge of it, because they connect me to God, yeah, yeah. we would say, actually, no, no, <laughs> we, come to, we all come to God through Christ. It's, it's, it's by Absolutely. him that we connect yeah. with God. Because, yeah. you know, you, you can't forgive someone else's sin if it's, if it's done not, it's not, it doesn't involve you, does it? Absolutely. Uh, and sometimes I think people can get that idea that it's like only if the, mm. if the leader, the, the priest, whoever says you're forgiven, <coughs> then I'm forgiven. No, yeah. actually, yeah. Jesus invites us. We get to know God through, through Christ and him alone. Yeah, yeah. We, we can also, you know, we are, there is the priesthood of all believers that we've all got access to God, but we can all pray for one another. Mm-hmm. We can all bless one another. Yeah. We can all make sacrifices perhaps in giving to yeah. someone else. So there's a sense in which, you know, we all function as priests to one another, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps the issue that gets a bit confused um, is like with teaching as, a, you know, we would have um, an elder yeah. teaching, whereas the priest, typically the role is someone who goes to God for you. So yeah. we make a distinction yeah. 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 between those things, yeah. don't we? Yeah, so there's a, there's a role and function there that, yeah. that we do. And I think even the authority of eldership is important, I think, yeah. in, a, in a, an, an Asian society that's not very good with authority. Actually, there is authority yeah. around eldership that, that I feel. I think we, we, feel it, we feel it as elders and we love it when people mm. acknowledge that, you know, bring decisions before us, that kind of stuff. There's something we want to bring to bear in their, in their lives. Um, to risk some of that. So there is a balance and attention there somewhere as well. Yeah, and it's a team okay. thing, isn't it? There's a plurality Absolutely. of eldership rather yeah. than yeah. one. Yeah, I think, and all the time I'm saying we've got a great high priest. And, yes. and even, even with other, the other terms like pastor, basically means shepherd, but we know we're under shepherds, under the great good shepherd. Yeah. And that's the ultimate one that we're looking at together. Great. One of the other things that you mentioned today was that priesthood is a, a topic that's not something that we would come across in, in any other context outside of mm. church life and mm. Bible and that sort of thing. And you mentioned about seeking to understand that and, and taking proactive steps to do that. Um, talk a little bit more about that, because I guess someone might say, well, look, these big concepts of the Bible are maybe a bit confusing. You know, I know that Jesus has forgiven me and I'll be with him forever. Isn't that enough? Like, that's, that's, that's the gospel, isn't it? So what, why bother? I think it genuinely makes a day-to-day difference when you know that Jesus, where Jesus is and what he is doing. Right. Not just what he's done, but mm. where he is right now and what he's doing. And, um, you know, I think most people during COVID, my own kind of uh, emotional levels have gone up and down. And uh, just knowing that my relationship with God, my relationship with Jesus does not change based upon how I'm feeling, how I'm doing, mm. but based upon the fact that he genuinely is sat down on a throne at the right hand of God, interceding and praying for me. Mm. And mm. Um, yeah, and, and isn't just, hasn't just forgiven me at the cross, but is continuing to intercede on my behalf and you know, say, you know, 
needs to forgive Stephen again. You know, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not just oh that's kind of a weird status thing. It's done. It's like no, it's an active relationship, communion with God mm. in that in that place. Yeah, I suppose because actually these concepts describe something of what God is like. You know, you talked there about what Jesus is doing now. So even though they they seem like confusing concepts to us, they as we look into them, we actually discover more of Jesus's character, Jesus, he is, what he's yeah. like, what God is, God is like, that sort of thing. Anything you want to add on that one? No. That's good. Um, I mean, I've, I've loved looking at it. I mean, mm. I've, honestly, just getting into the character milk is that looking at Jesus' priesthood, man, it's just done my soul good. It's my soul mm, good. Yeah, yeah. You know, as much as I want to tell other, other people about it, you know, I wrote way too much of this sermon because it's just, it's just great, good stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. rich in terms of understanding who he is. Let's, let's pick up on, on that uh, idea then as well, because another thing you mentioned is about using, when there's a bit of scripture that's more difficult to understand, mm. and you showed us this morning by um, going to another part of the Bible that refers to it to help us uh, un understand. So I guess, yeah, my question, using scripture to interpret scripture, like how do we help people with that? How do we how do, we do that? Because it can get a bit more confusing, like. Mm. Yeah, Christine, how do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, we read the passage that we have in front of us. Mm. And then if there are particular things that we don't understand, we go to a dictionary to mm -hmm. look up words and things like that. And then there are things in your Bible called cross-references. And what they do is they give you a hyperlink to another place in the Bible where this subject matter is alluded to. Yeah. And so that in itself can comment on what you're reading mm -hmm. and give you some more idea about what that's talking about. And we're all encouraged to do that and not just take one piece uh, of scripture on its own, but to see it in the context of wider scripture. That's yeah, called yeah. hermeneutics, yeah. that we, we compare scripture with scripture so that we're, all, we're not all going and plucking out someone's eye, for example, yeah, yeah. Um, because we know there are other scriptures that also talk about God's mm -hmm, justice mm -hmm. and how we should execute mm -hmm, justice. Yeah. I think it can sound a bit, you know, if you're just starting out the Christian faith or yeah. you're not very academic, that can seem like, oh, what's these yeah. words, that kind of stuff. It's Let me compare it to YouTube. Have you ever been down a, like a YouTube rabbit hole? You've clicked on one thing and it's like, oh, I'll click on that one. Yeah. It's a bit like that. It's just like, hey, what's this? Okay, that's interesting. Where's that linked to? Where's that yeah. linked to? And just allow yourself time to go and just go down the rabbit hole of scripture and just explore it and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's great because I, I think because we, we live in, in, in the social media age, we live in, you know, tweet length truth and you know a verse that you can stick on instagram and that's and that's it but that is not actually saying everything you, we can only really understand that from the context um but we're we're very good we're very practiced it seems in this culture of ripping something out of the context there it is that's yeah. all i need to know that sort of thing but but what I, you're saying I, is i think the simplest thing is just to keep rereading the same passage so that you really know what the words mean, yeah. what is the gist yeah, of this yeah. story before you go off onto a very deep rabbit hole and end up away from your text. But yeah, yeah, yeah. just try and keep good, with that good, text as well. Yeah. One of the things perhaps that you, when you were saying you were studying and looking into this one, you talked about how like Melchizedek just kind of shows up and the connection with, with Jesus what is the what is the connection there? There's different opinions on it. Like you talk about its context. If you just come up, is it Jesus just popping up in the Old Testament? Yeah, yeah, Christophany. Yeah. yeah. Thoughts on that? 
thoughts on that? So um, <laughs> we, we, we um, prepare sermons as a team. And at the first meeting we had about it, I said, oh, some people think it's a theophany or Christophany. And it's like, we get a bit of sort of weird looks on the screen. But literally, as, I, as I've gone to read, lots of our scholars, um, I, there's a real mixture of, you know, people of. I think no one holds it really tightly. Yeah. Says it is definitely this or definitely that. Um, I think you can pretty make an, an argument for both. I think I personally have landed and I don't think it is. Yeah. I think some of the language around the fact it's in the order of Melchizedek or he's like the son of God. There's, there's too many simile type words as opposed to definites. And it feels like mm-hmm. if it was, why wouldn't they just say it is the pre- pre-incarnate Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but I think because it is, he just is so, it is so mysterious in the way that he, he, he appears and, and, and all the, the different links are amazing, particularly around Jerusalem and the different name he has and the things he does. You think you know, it doesn't take much to think, go to that, that step and say, maybe it is Christ, maybe it is. Uh, but I, I personally feel like the, the writer of Hebrews probably would have made it more explicit okay. if it was different. So, yeah. What do you think, Christine? That's fun. Uh, yeah, I think I would tend to agree with that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think um, that Christ is presented as a better and you're not better than yourself in, in a logical yeah, sense yeah, yeah. but I think it's just this aura of mystery that has meant that people over time even when people dug up the Qumran scrolls people were thinking Melchizedek might be an angel might mm-hmm. be this might be that mm-hmm. but it's because we like to get on top of it and get it nailed down don't we but yeah. there are some things in the bible which we can understand at our human level, but which are mysterious. And I think it's quite a humbling thing to say, well, I, I don't really understand that fully. And there are some things we won't, mm-hmm. but we do understand what we need to understand yeah. about Jesus through this story. Yeah. And that's the more important thing than nailing it down and saying, this is definitely an yeah. appearance of Jesus. Yeah, that's good. Great, we've got time for one more question that has come in. Has Stephen repented to his team about playing down COVID-19, COVID 18 months ago? <laughs> Massively, yes. <laughs> got that one wrong. I think. I've got another one, which Many is, of us um, did you know, how, 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 what is Emma going to say to you when she finds out that you want to go on holiday without her? Oh, yeah, there's, there's going to be lots of repentance uh, in the this week. I, that's what I'm saying. I need this great high priest. It's a daily thing. Don't you worry. That's a model example there. Yeah. That is all we've got time for today thank you for your questions thank you for watching thank you for being with us we'll be journeying through Reboot we're going to be continuing on uh, next week sometimes I get asked at this point who's doing next week I know because it's me next week I'm going to see next week so I actually remembered this time uh, so look forward to seeing you again I hope you can join us as we continue through thank you so much for in being involved in our uh, giving campaign as well not too late to give thank you for doing that and have a great week see you soon bye bye